toddlers learn by repetition. So it's almost like survivor. Like we just have to keep saying the same things, but we have to look like we believe it. We believe it first. We are the first voice of hope in these children's lives. The way that we do that is to take these moments when their heart is open for instruction and use it. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the moms on call. For nearly 20 years, Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they have this podcast to talk directly with you. Ask your questions at 888-234-7979. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. Today's episode is brought to you by Cozy Earth. To be honest, I've always had kind of those regular old sheets. And a few weeks ago, our friends at Cozy Earth sent us a set of sheets and said, hey, just try these out. I had no clue that sheets could make such a difference in the quality of my sleep. From the softness that just keeps getting better with each wash, to the coolness of the sheets when you go to climb in. These sheets are wonderful. Head over and get more information at CozyEarth.com and enter Moms on Call 40 for 40% off. I am telling you, it is the best sheets you will ever sleep on. Hi, my name is Caroline. I'm from Athens, Georgia. I have a two and a half year old and a one month old. And my question is, uh, after reading the toddler book for our two and a half year old little guy, how do we keep him in summertime? Um, he is social by design and he likes to get up and run towards me or run to the kitchen, run out of summertime uh, five or six times before I can just give up and have the hug moment. So what are your tips or advice on keeping him in summertime? Thanks. Well, Caroline, first thing, go dogs. <laughs> We're going to get in trouble for that. We are so going to get in trouble. <laughs> go dogs. <laughs> that, well, it's a running joke with our families because Jennifer is, you know, Knowles all the way. And then my house, we've been a variety of things over the years. You and Allison had a little rival for quite a while because she was all gator, like, Okay, I have to tell you, I went to a console one time, <laughs> and they did. They had, like, a gator, a little stuffed gator. I want to m- make that known. Not a real gator. Yeah, it was a stuffed gator. Right. But the yeah. child doesn't know this yet. They're new to the world. And so <laughs> I said, oh, here's why your child isn't sleeping. We need to take this gator out. <laughs> and just, just throw it away. Yes. Get rid of it. That is... <laughs> But we had a great time. As I was leaving, I needed a pen to finish something. And so he handed me this skater pen. And I was like, oh, no, I've got one. <laughs> I pulled a Florida State one out of my bag. And it's just so fun. It's a fun, fun, fun to have these things. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. We want to talk about simmer time and how oh. to make it non-optional. And I love, love, love that. Because, you know, you do. You you. You have no idea how does this actually look in your house? Because, you know, 
Yes. Social by Design. That show is all for whoever is watching and whoever can see. But man, you also have the movement kids who they can't sit still to save their life. You could not. I mean, you would have to zip tie them. Do not do that. <laughs> no, we do not <laughs> recommend that. That is not the answer to this question. Just in case anybody was wondering. Yeah, don't uh, do it. The two things we do not do, do not put a stuffed alligator in their crib and do, and do not, not zip tie them. That's right. You just, you can't. And, and this is a valuable information you get valuable. from Amazon call. Yes. And, you know, but I think that it is. Something that we have to talk about. How can we have our kids, according to their design, what are some examples of that? What would like that look like in this mom's house? Well, with a social child, what's so wonderful is summertime works so beautifully because in order to change their behavior, it has to cost them something and they always want to engage. So shutting off that engagement for just a minute just kind of helps put that on their radar that, you know what, this is behavior is not something I want to repeat on the regular. However, they do need a non-optional environment and we can do that in a couple of ways. Um, I love the pack and play in another room, especially if you have more than one floor. So we can use their bedroom and we can use a pack and play. Until they're climbing out. Which... Those movement kids. Yeah, they're the exception. <laughs> They've figured out how to climb out of the pack and play like by a year of age. Oh, yeah. Um, however, it works really great. And it's just a no engagement policy until we just recognize like they're just really not liking it. So if they're, you know, calling out and calling out and calling out, just give it, you know, three or four minutes and allow them to not like it so that you can get in there and have that hug moment. Look, summertime is all designed. And I'd love that you asked the question this way and that you included that because we're really getting this message across. That summertime's all about that hug moment. It's all about opening up their heart to be able to receive the really great information that we have so that we can make this a teachable moment and not every moment is a teachable moment, as you know. <laughs> because I'm, um, there would be like 1.2 million teachable moments in a day. So I might only catch like three. Some I'm of just them saying. are just scream it out moments. Yes. <laughs> I still have those on certain days. Yeah, I think that was yesterday. Oh, right. Sometimes you do just have to scream it out. So, you know, once they've settled down, once they are in a position to be able to hear you, you go in and you do your hug moment. So that can be the pack and play. That can be their room. But as you know, we like to have that room as a safe, non-optional environment. So you want to go through the Moms on Call toddler book. You want to make sure that that environment is completely safe for them. And so nothing draws you back in so that they can have time to sit with their disappointment and frustration, these entirely normal human emotions that are so important for them, sit with those for a few minutes and develop a capacity to manage that on their own just a bit. And then you come in with that hug moment and you fortify that with what you know they're capable of. Why are they there? What you know they're capable of. Now let's move on. And that's what that hug moment is about. And for those of you who have not yet ventured into the toddler book, hug stands for H. We're going to hug them. We're going to hold them. We're going to initiate that contact. You is use confident face. You don't have to be sorry that they got there. They put themselves there. So use that confident face. And G is give 
positive feedback. You're in here because you tried to drink out of the dog bowl again. <laughs> We've said that that's not healthy for you, but you know what I know about you? You can listen to mommy the very first time. Now let's go. Now I know it sounds a little Pollyanna. Put your own, you know, personality into that. Make it fun for you, fun for them, but keep it about two sentences long because they don't have this um, ability to follow us through the history of good behavior. And and does that mean that I'm going to do that like once with my kid and they're just going to be perfect after that? Like I will, yes. I will only have to do it one time. That is exactly what that means. We've, we've come upon the answer <laughs> just one time. That's all. You know, it's just like when they throw the sippy cup off the <clears throat> stroller. Oh. All you have to do is replace that one time. And they're clearly like, oh, this oh, is how this, this works. No, yeah. toddlers learn frustratingly by repetition. And so it's almost like survivor. Like we just have to keep saying the same things, but we have to look like we believe it. We believe it first. We are the first voice of hope in these children's lives. And so the way that we kind of help to do that is to take these moments when their heart is open for instruction and use it so that they can get used to having some general frustration. They can get used to what it feels like to be disappointed, kind of own it a little bit. And then you come in with that voice of the parent that tells them what they are entirely capable of. Now, will they go back straight to that dog bowl? (laughs) Right after that? Repetition. We'd be like, oh, I see you haven't gotten it out of your system yet. And so, you know, sometimes we have to go back and forth. Use your judgment about, you know, what's working out in your day. If you're just about to leave for school, we can't have endless trips to summertime. But we can make a non-optional environment in their room. We can do a pack and play. And the most important thing that you touched on, we want to get that hug moment in at the end and let them know what they're capable of. And thanks, Jennifer, for being my voice of hope and encouragement all these years. It has been, it's unbelievable when you have a cheerleader, and that's what we are as parents, right? That's what we are to each other. Mm -hmm. Um, You're my biggest cheerleader, and so thank you for that. And I'm so excited that this little guy is going to going to get that hug moment. Those hug moments are so special. Go, Laura. (laughs) Go, team. I wish you could see my pom-poms right here, right now. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. If you have a question for Jennifer and Laura, call 888-234-7979. Visit momsoncall.com for resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive your amazing parenting journey. 